This podcast is for general educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered medical, practice management, legal, investment, or other professional advice. No one should act or refrain from acting based on this podcast without obtaining appropriate professional advice. Gastroenterology is one of the most diverse fields in medicine. Um, Not only do we have a lot of different disease states that we're treating, which is really exciting, but we also have the procedural side. And I think that GI procedures specifically are, you know, they're kind of evolving at this really rapid rate. We've seen so much innovation. Welcome to Gastro Broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Narash Gunaratnam. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Dr. Justin Ford. Dr. Ford received his medical degree from Florida State University and did his residency at the University of Florida College of Medicine. He's currently a chief fellow at the University of Miami Jackson Health System and will be pursuing an advanced endoscopy fellowship at the University of Florida. Uh, Justin, welcome to Gastro Broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. So, um, you know, when did you want to be a doctor and how did you choose gastroenterology? Yeah, so I I think my journey to medicine started pretty early. Actually, was uh, when I growing up, I was very close to my grandmother, and unfortunately, she was diagnosed with vascular dementia when I was a kid. And so, I uh, grew up really wanting to become a doctor so that I could make her well. And unfortunately, you know, she passed away when I was about in the fifth grade. Um, but I, I kept that desire to be a physician so that I could help other people and make them make them better. And so, you know. In my early adulthood, I, I did a lot of volunteering and shadowing of different physicians, and um, I, I decided that it was a, a career for me. As far as gastroenterology, you know, I think that was kind of a result of my undergrad training. I uh, started at University of Florida with a bachelor's degree in food science and human nutrition. And when I was studying for that degree, I, I was doing a lot of courses focused on gut physiology and the interaction between diet and human disease. And I also started doing some research in the gut microbiota. And uh, I was approached to do a master's degree um, so that I could continue my research and my field of study. And I, I think that kind of you know, made me primed to be a gastroenterologist. And then I think uh, a lot of people, when they get into medical school, people ask them, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And one of the big triaging questions for that is, do you like to do procedures or do you not like to do procedures? And I really love doing things with my hands, um, so I wanted to do a procedural specialty, but I also wanted to be able to interact with people in a clinic type setting and, you know, have that longitudinal relationship with them. And so given my history in nutrition and gut physiology, et cetera, and my interest in doing procedures, but also doing a lot of clinical like work um, and having longitudinal relationships, gastroenterology was, it was kind of just checking all of the boxes. So. Well, that's great. Uh, thanks for that background. I, I wish I could say my desire to do GI was that sophisticated. You're far more intellectual than me. I, I watched my uncle do procedures when I was 17. I thought that was I was going to be able to play video games my whole life, and that was my <laughs> desire to do GI. So uh, yours is far more sophisticated. Uh, well, that's great. You know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to help people, and if we can use our skills to make people feel better, I, I think that's the core of what we're trying to do. So that's really. Um, really um, admirable. So uh, as as your role as a chief fellow, what exactly do you do? Yeah, so uh, 
It was a huge honor to be chosen to be chief fellow, but it was also a very challenging year. So a lot of the responsibilities of chief are things like doing scheduling and providing networking opportunity and planning conferences for the other fellows. But a lot of it is being the intermediary between the program leadership and the fellows and making sure that the fellows are getting what they need and that messages from the program leadership are being relayed and and hopefully taken well by the by the fellowship class. I think that um it, w- it was pretty challenging just because you know when you're in residency or when you're in fellowship you kind of you're part of a, a residency class or a fellowship class but you're kind of operating in a vi- in a vacuum. And so being chief you're really responsible for kind of a lot of different things and a lot of different people and you really have to learn to not just lead with the decisions that you're making but also lead by example and you know at times that can be that can be a little challenging but it'll help you uh, in, in your future uh, I, I think I was the chief resident uh, and with similar um, uh, roles when I was a resident and I, as, uh, as painful a, a that year was a lot of the things I learned I subsequently used in my uh, current role uh, and in other leadership um, positions um, what in gastroenterology do you find most exciting right now? Yeah, so gastroenterology is one of the most diverse fields in medicine. Um, not only do we have a lot of different disease states that we're treating, which is really exciting, but we also have the procedural side. And I think that GI procedures specifically are, you know, they're kind of evolving at this really rapid rate. We've seen so much innovation, you know, the beginnings of GI, we had our rigid endoscopes and now we are with our flexible scopes, our fiber optic scopes, and now we have our high definition scopes. And with all of this innovation, we've developed the ability to do all of these new procedures and provide all of these new um, interventions to patients. And so we're moving away from just doing diagnostic stuff, but also a lot of really great therapeutic things that provide non-surgical options to patients where there were only surgical options in the past especially in you know the field of therapeutic endoscopy where we're able to you know remove intramucosal lesions where people would previously have had to have esophagectomies or partial gastrectomies or part of their colon removed and also um, the ability to do myotomies for people with achalasia and gastroparesis or even you know z poems for um, zancor diverticulums and i think that's really great not only is it providing non-surgical options to people who would prefer not to have surgery but it's providing non-surgical options to people who maybe aren't considered to be the best surgical candidates. And so we're able to provide care to more people. And I think that's really, really exciting. I think our field is very technologically driven. And as technology evolves, we get better at doing what we're doing. When I started in 1999, we were just starting to do endoscopic ultrasound. I was the I think the first fellow from Mayo Clinic in advanced endoscopy that did EUS. And so now everybody does EUS, but at that time I was like, oh, what is this novel thing you're doing? <laughs> so I feel like I, I rightfully so I feel like an old guy now. Uh, I'm going to cheer on guys like yourself. Um, there's so many career paths in GI. What do you see yourself doing uh, in the future? Yeah, so um, I will be starting my advanced endoscopy fellowship very soon at University of Florida. And basically that will you know, allow me to further my 
study and these interventional procedures, like like you said, endoscopic ultrasound and ERCP and you know large lesion resections, etc. Um, my real passion is academic medicine. I love to teach, um, and so when I'm done with my fellowship out, I plan to pursue a career where I'm able to kind of teach trainees at all levels and also do these really high yield and crazy procedures that kind of push the envelope and also pursue research. That's outstanding. I mean, we need more people like yourselves uh, and maybe I'll come to one of your courses uh, soon and learn from you. That I think that'd be really fun. Um, just to switch uh, gears a bit, you know, you're probably chatting with other people your age who are finishing fellowships. What what kind of things are, are you hearing from your peers? What are they thinking about? Yeah, so I, I think there's a, f- a few things. So one of the big things that I actually hear a lot in my current training program is that people don't know what they want to do. Um, so I think that especially being a, a, a GI trainee and having done four years of undergrad, four years of med school, and then a residency and then subsequently a fellowship we're in training for so long that I think we sometimes are just working to get to the end and don't know exactly what the end is and it's easy when the next step is a a match because you know that you will be doing basically the same thing probably it just depends on where you'll be doing it but especially with GI and there being so many niches that one can have trying to find a niche um, can be somewhat challenging trying to decide what you want to do and if you want to do it for the rest of your life, um, and also whether or not a private practice setting especially will afford you the ability to you know, do the thing that you want to do. Um, especially with things like advanced endoscopy, there's the concern that there won't be you know, the wide breadth of advanced procedures in a private practice setting. And that, that falls true with other you know, things like people that are interested very heavily in research, they may be concerned that private practice won't allow them the time or the resources to do research as if they would want to do in an academic setting. Yeah, I mean, those are um, legitimate concerns. Like in our group, we're close to 30. We have seven people who've done advanced endoscopy fellowships and we keep them all very busy. So I think the the nature of private practice is also changing as a large as the groups become larger and larger, we're becoming subspecialized. Our practice is subspecialized enough. We have hepatologists, we have IBD people, we have therapeutic people. So no different than a lot of academic medical centers. So as we become larger, we can subspecialize and have the talent to do uh, all of the procedures you talked about, poems and EMRs and RFAs and so forth. So I think the the worlds are uh, intersecting a bit. What advice would you give to young people who are considering a path in medicine? So medicine is kind of a long journey. And so I think that the first bit of advice more than, you know, how to get into med school or how to do well in MCAT would be um, for people to do their homework. And I think that that really means, you know, finding a resident or a fellow or a, an attending physician, whether it be your primary care doctor or your pediatrician, and just ask them what their journey is and ask a few people. Um, and if that journey doesn't align with what you see for yourself, um, then maybe medicine, you know, isn't for you. But if it is for you, um, then have a really good support system. Because like I said, I, it's, it's a long journey. I went to medical school in 2012 and I still, here we are in 2022 and I'm still training. So it needs to be something that you really love and that you're really passionate about. 
And the only way to, to really have an idea of that is to, to get experience and talk to people. Yeah, no, I, I think that's valuable advice. Um, I think you have to be passionate in that moment about what you're doing and just kind of be in the moment and not worry about the 10, 15 years. And I tell people, yes, the training is long, but you may be doing whatever it is for 35 years. So does it really matter whether you do it for 40 years or 37 years or 35 years? You just need to love what you're doing. And I'm so glad that I've made that decision. And, you know, 23 years into this, uh, being a gastroenterologist, I really, you know, that decision I made when I was 17, it, it, it was a great decision. Um, thank you, Justin. Thanks for spending time with us. And thanks for joining us on Gastro Broadcast. Thank you again for having me. It was a really great talk. And I really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you for listening to the Gastro Broadcast. Find new episodes through Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. For information about our hosts, guests, and supporters, visit gastrobroadcast.com. Produced by Steadfast Collaborative.